At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on Primetime Action. Glad you could hang with us tonight. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin from the South Plaw Hotel Casino. Uh, a little later this hour, Sean King and uh, and uh, Tim Murray from Nightcap, from Circa. We'll talk to them about all things football. But first, let's do the college side of things with Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Pete, F-I-U-T-A-K. That is Futak. If you're scoring at home, there you are. How you doing, Pedro? You good? I am surviving and advancing. How you been? I've been very good. You're a you're a very power conference snob, but I want Always. you to, I want you to take off that hat and, and answer all questions objectively. I didn't shower today yet, so you don't want me to take this hat. No, yet. <laughs> I'll leave that on. Leave that on for God's sakes. We have a game uh, Friday night of import Iowa and Maryland. Talking about two Big Ten teams facing each other. Both teams are four and zero. Iowa only a three and a half point favorite. This has come down. Uh, could Maryland be live here? Maybe. And, and the problem with Friday night games is they're all sort of funky. Is that like look at last week when you had the whiteout with Syracuse with playing Liberty? Like teams just play differently on a Friday night. They either their rhythms off. It's just different. It's the lights. It's the night game. It's something crazy. And if it's going to happen, if you're going to get something weird, that might be the game to do it. Iowa does not have an explosive offense. I mean, you know what they're going to do. They have a good defense, strong running game, uh, but that downfield passing game isn't there. So if Maryland can just get up fast and not turn the ball over, they got a shot in this. I'm still going Iowa. I just think it's better. But, like, I hate these Friday games because, again, they're so weird. 
So Cincinnati and Notre Dame, number seven versus number nine. Looks like Cincinnati sitting kind of that point and a half, two point favorite right now over Notre Dame. Notre Dame figures out a way to get it done last week, despite looking kind of clunky yet again in that one early. Slammed the door late. Got a defensive line in Cincinnati that probably should be able to do some disruption here. Pete, we got a, a less than a field goal spread. Is this uh, is this where Cincinnati kind of makes their mark and shows people that they're for real? And I'm waiting over the next 48 hours or so for that to go down. The Notre Dame Nation jumps all over this thing uh, just because. Yes, uh, here's the difference. Desmond Ritter is not going to throw four, at least I don't think he will, throw four interceptions and not be as indecisive as Graham Mertz was. It's the, the still... They, their offensive line still can't block anybody who's good. I mean, Cincinnati does not have the same defense Wisconsin has. But again, if the offense just doesn't make mistakes, if Ritter is just okay, and if everything else kind of clicks in for a rested team that had two weeks off, I, Cincinnati could absolutely pull this off. I think I'm the only one out there that believes in this because I know everyone likes Notre Dame because Notre Dame does have a great defense. It's got a great defensive front, and they force a lot of takeaways. But that offense, I am not buying it. I think Cincinnati wins this thing. Not just a good week in college football, a great week, all kinds of great games. Uh, let's go to the game between Georgia and Arkansas. Arkansas beats Texas. They beat Texas A&M. They're the most buzzworthy team perhaps in college football right about yeah. now. And yet – and yet they're catching 19, let's call it 18 and a half right now, against Georgia. What do you do with that? I, I'm a believer in Georgia. I think they're just that good. It's We'll see, obviously, after a week like this, but the Bulldog defense is just at a whole other level, and I know the knee-jerk reaction by everyone says, well, there's Alabama's number one, and we go up there. I, Georgia might be the best team in college football. I mean, JT Daniels, is by far the best quarterback Arkansas has faced so far with some due respect to the Texas situation, but they were still trying to figure it out. But Arkansas has not faced a team with a quarterback like Daniels, much less with a defense like uh, like Georgia has. So this is one of those weeks and all these games are upstart teams versus power teams. This is one of those times I think the power team's going to say, you know what, we're just going to make a little bit of a statement here. And I think Georgia does in the early game uh, come up with a big performance. That's a lot of points, but I kind of like the Bulldogs. If I'm all in on Georgia, I'm liking them in this. Ole Miss and Alabama. Three, three-pronged question here for you, Pete. We got one. This thing is sitting with that hook right over two touchdowns. So 14 and a half on Bama. They're not going to let you get away with the with the push equity there, having it 14. 14 and a half. Here with Alabama, a total of 80, 80 points in a game, a total of 80. So one, 14 and a half, what do we think about the hook being on there? Two, a total of 80, is this insanity or no? And then and then three, is this the game that decides the Heisman Trophy? Uh, four, and yes, Lane Kiffin should be the next head coach at USC, but he's not going to be. So to start with your question, one, yes, over on Alabama. Look, we got to do a little bit of roll slowing here on Ole Miss. They they rock and roll Louisville, Tulane, and I think Murray State or some random FCS team. That's great. Welcome to the Alabama defense that's really angry and ticked off and probably going to play pretty well in this game, too. Uh, never, ever, ever go over on 80. Even if it does, it's just, you don't. It's my own personal theory. Even if it's Murray State, that's new Murray State, getting uh, 54 against Alabama. If I'm walking to the stadium with 54 points, I'm taking it. Turns out it worked. 80 points is just too many. Too many things have to happen. 
Uh, and the third thing, the Heisman Trophy, at the very least, the guy who pulls this off, the quarterback pulls this off, as long as he has a great game, is definitely going to be the leader because there's nobody else. And that's going to be the fun part. If Matt Corral goes Johnny Manziel on Alabama and he pulls this out, then he's definitely the favorite to win this thing. All right, so many great games. We've touched on some of them. Is there one that we haven't brought up that you like better than all of them from a betting perspective? Kansas State, Oklahoma. And while this week there are a bunch of other games that, like we said, the Georgia game is a big spread. The Alabama game is a big spread. I'm a little nervous about Ohio State Rutgers, but I do think Ohio State's going to win that one cover just because they've got an offense and Rutgers doesn't. This is the one of the big ones that I'm not sure of. The Oklahoma offense just hasn't shown up yet. This is the first time in the Lincoln-Riley era that they have not scored 27 points, and they've done it in back-to-back games. They're not running the ball all that great. Kansas State always kind of throws something weird at them. Even when they're not great, they've always given the Sooners a few problems and a few upsets over the years. I know they don't have Skylar Thompson, their starting quarterback, but it's in Manhattan. The Oklahoma offense isn't quite working like it's supposed to. That's a lot of points to be given away to a team at home that traditionally has some pretty good things going for it. And that defense is just good enough to keep that from getting out of hand. Pete, you mentioned Graham Mertz and uh, his performance and or lack thereof last week. They are going to host Michigan this week. Michigan has a 14 by their name, but are going to enter this game as two-and-a-half-point underdogs here to a one-and-two Wisconsin team. Do you think Wisconsin gets it together enough here as Michigan heads in uh, as, a again, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite here over Michigan? I despise everything about this game. It just, it, there's too many, too many X factors here. One, I do think Michigan is really that good. And I do think that they could absolutely come in, win, and even without Mertz playing poorly, I do think they could win just because they're the better team. The other problem is that Wisconsin defense is the truth. Michigan's running the ball really well. I think Michigan gets stuffed by this Wisconsin running game. And it's, it's the same thing with the Notre Dame analysis of last week. If Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over two times or more, they win. They win every time they don't have big turnover problems. Every time they do turn the ball over two times or more, they lose. And they're having so many problems in the red zone. I'm going to sheepishly pick Michigan here. But again, I don't like this game because they, 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 they might fix the glitch here. They might put Mertz in better situations. He's not as bad as he looked against Notre Dame, and maybe they get that running game going. So either way, I'm going to, again, sheepishly pick Michigan. I think I'm sheepishly picking Michigan as well. We don't usually do this, you and I, Pete, look ahead to, to next week, but next week potentially is awesome also, right? I mean, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, even better Arkansas will miss, Georgia, Auburn, Penn State, Iowa, that could be amazing. Um, Alabama, Texas A&M. Now, understanding Alabama still got to play Ole Miss this week, and Texas A&M got to play uh, Mike Leach and Mississippi State as, as touchdown favorites this week. You've you've talked about Texas A&M when I asked you that question before the season, where I said, "Okay, uh, it can't be Oklahoma, it can't be Ohio State, it can't be Clemson, it can't be Georgia or Alabama. Who's the national champion?" Uh, and you said A&M, I believe. Do you? I did. I thought the quarterback situation would be better. It just isn't, and that defense has been fine. The defense has done everything it's supposed to do. It was fine. It had a couple bad plays against Arkansas, but I think they held them to like 275 yards of total offense. The D's been all right. They still have NFL playmakers at every skill spot except quarterback. The offensive line's been a little bit of an issue for Texas A&M as well, and that thing just is not getting going, and that's an offense that is not going to be explosive, so if you're not going to be consistent offensively, it's not going to work. You mentioned the other game I'm really curious about. 
I think Texas is good. I, I think that the Arkansas game was a little bit of a hiccup, that they, they didn't quite get the quarterback situation quite right yet, but they are explosive. That offense is kicking in under Steve Sarkeesian. The defense is all right. I think if Kansas State doesn't get Oklahoma this weekend, I think it's going to be Texas next weekend. Pete, we've got about a minute here. Personal question because I'm taking the flight from hell from here, uh, red eye over to Baton Rouge. I'm going to be in Tiger Stadium for Auburn for the Auburn game this week. Another team with a number next to their name, 22 next to Auburn, but uh, heads in as an underdog, three-and-a-half-point underdogs to LSU right now. LSU looked a little bit better last week. You know, looks a little, looks maybe starting to figure some things out here and there. What do you think about this one? It's my old man Groner line. The Tigers are sure to win this game. Um, <laughs> it's, I like LSU at home uh, only because Alabama, I'm sorry, Auburn, you know, we don't really know what they did. They won the two layup games. They had an acceptable win, acceptable loss at Penn State, a, lot, a win over Georgia State where they struggled last week. I think there's somewhere in between there. LSU is just solid enough, and they've got the pass rush. That's going to be the difference in this game is the, the LSU Tigers have a pass rush. They're going to get in the backfield against Bo Nix or TJ Finley, whichever one's going to be, and Auburn's not going to get to Max Johnson quite enough. Uh, LSU, it's not going to be an earthquake game, but it is going to be a thriller that comes down to the end. I think LSU wins. Pete, spectacular sports weekend between the NFL, between baseball races, and a spectacular college football weekend. We look forward to it. Thank you, sir, as always. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. Next two weeks of college football are awesome. Uh, beginning Friday night. We'll come back. We'll update all the baseball scores. Jays are clinging to a 5-3 to three lead over the Yankees, but the Yankees have runners at first and second with nobody out in the seventh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Juan Soto finishes one for four with a walk. Pretty, pretty good. We'll come back. Beeson's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VSIN's primetime action. Uh, Bryce Harper with his third strikeout of the night. Max Fried just owned it. In the glove before he swung. <laughs> He's thinking that slider is coming again. Oh. And he went 96, and it was, was in the glove before he even swung. He couldn't hit the slider, and then he just drills that one by him. <laughs> Bryce Harper, 0 for 3, 3 Ks. Also, it doesn't look like Max Fried throws 96. No, and then it just like 96. <laughs> Well, the implications are getting big here. So Yankees runners at first and second here, top of the seventh, down five to three. Runners at first and second, one out. And at the plate is Luke Voigt. And uh, he's taking his hacks now. And we will see where that goes down. Again, coming into tonight, the Yankees, a little bit of cushion for them in the number one wild card position, but it means everything to the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays are a game behind the Red Sox for that number two wildcard position. The Red Sox busy beating the Orioles in Baltimore. Last I looked, three to nothing. Let me give you the update on that right now. But the Blue Jays gotta they gotta keep contact here. And they need to they need to hold on to this lead. And the Yankees are just putting all kinds of pressure on them. By the way, it still remains three to nothing. Boston bottom of the uh, seventh gets Baltimore. Baltimore making a little noise in the bottom half of that inning. Atlanta up on, by the way, Seattle still to play tonight. They're a half game out behind the Red Sox for the number two position. They play the Athletics, who they've owned. And uh, the Braves leading the Phillies in the National League, three to two. This in the top of the six. Now we go to the middle of the six as they uh, retire the side. And so that is obviously huge because if the Braves win this after their win last night against the Phillies, then it's a magic number of one for Atlanta to win the NL East and to eliminate the Phillies from all contention. So just just awesome all around Major League Baseball tonight. No bets for any of us on any of this, though. I did but jump I, in live on the Yankees. Actually. You did? Yeah, I, jumped, oh. I jumped in live. What'd you uh, get? What number? Plus 340. Uh, what, what was the score at the and time? The score, the score at that point was 5-2. to two. It was right before the sack fly by Judge. But Judge, Judge went up to the sack, sack fly, and then Stanton went out real quick. So, so this, was is, this is huge for you, this moment right yes, here. Yes, right now it's pretty big, yes. Uh, I have continually added San Francisco Giants World Series futures the whole time. Anything seven and one or higher, so I've just added those. Just scooping, scooping. Um, got them at minus one hundred two to win the division about a week ago. What is that swing? That's hugely higher. That oh, a strikeout, but oh, yeah. No. Did he get to first base? No, he did not. What's going on there? I don't even know what happened. I don't know what's happened either. It looked like a strikeout and a pass no. ball. It's a second out, and then I don't know what happened there. Let's find out here. Here's the uh, here's the pitch to Luke Voigt. Uh, it's a strikeout. He can't go to he first. He can't base go to first. Because it's occupied. First is occupied. That's right. First and second. So runners do advance, though. It's second and third now with two out. A knock will tie the game up. That's yeah, pretty large. 
pretty for, large for, for young Kelly Bidlin. We do have three late first pitches if you guys want to get in on these. Diamondbacks and Giants. That's Merrill Kelly and Alex Wood. Alex Wood for the Giants, a minus 280 favorite, plus 225 on the Diamondbacks and Kelly. Got 10-10 Eastern, 7-10 Pacific. Frankie Montas for the A's. Logan Gilbert for the Mariners. As we mentioned, big, big, big game for everyone involved here. A coin flip, 110 on both sides there. And then the uh, 10-10 Eastern, 7-10 Pacific, Padres and Dodgers. Ryan Weathers for the Padres. Max Scherzer for the Dodgers. Minus 310. That with Cy Young implications as well. Minus 310 uh, for Scherzer here. And I'm... He seem he does seem like the type of guy to know that he's the favorite to win. The, <laughs> he does, yeah, doesn't he? Like, like yes. he he <laughs> yeah. seems like the type of fellow <laughs> totally. that would know that. Yeah. You know, like walk in, like go get him tonight. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get him. I'm the favorite to win the Cy Young. I'm going to win the Cy Young. What are you talking about? Don't look me in the eye, rookie. We were talking a little bit today about uh, potential lines for the wild card game. So if it is in fact the Dodgers and the Cardinals, what would that line be for a Scherzer? Adam Wainwright start minus one eighty minus one seventy. On I the was going to go two dollars, but I, I, well, here's here's the other one on the other side. You guys know better than me. What if the Yankees end up playing the Mariners? That's base hit. There we go. Base hit. Two will score. Five to five. Tie ball game. Wow. Let's go Yankees. Wow. The Jays cannot shake this team. Five to five. Clutch, clutch hit for the Yankees. Love it. Wow. Higashioka with it. There you go. Uh, three to two remains Braves. Uh, but we were talking about the uh, Braves over the Phillies. We, we were talking about the, uh, you know, what if it was the Yankees and the Mariners? What would that number be? And first of all, who would pitch for the Mariners? Gilbert? Would it be Gilbert? Like, I mean, who would go and face Garrett Cole? But the Yankees <laughs> would be north of a $2 favorite in that game. And everybody yeah, would say, bet the Yankees. I was going to say, that line has to be higher, right, yes. than the, what a Dodgers-Cardinals line would yeah. be. Whereas if it's the Yankees and the Red Sox, and it would be Cole versus Sale, the Yankees might barely be a favorite. So, I mean, huge, huge difference in what the those outcomes could be, clearly, in the AL specifically. And then, obviously, the Jays will have something to say about it. So, there you go. I don't know. I mean, it's it's it's... I don't know if you guys have any. You have your Astros futures, Kelly. You have no futures in baseball, right? I don't. The, the only one I brought up, uh, uh, well, I mean, besides my Shohei MVP, but sure, yes, well, yeah, team futures, no, nothing. I, the only one I brought up yesterday, I think, when we were talking about just basic World Series odds, was taking a piece of, uh, of the Yankees, which I which I might do here at some point still. Braves to the wall, caught. <laughs> uh, looking at this lineup here, I was just, uh, you know, we were wondering just how seriously the Padres were going to uh, take maybe trying to mm-hmm. knock down them. They're, they're giving Tatis the night off. So if that yeah. tells you anything. Listen, you got, if so, he can yeah. be ready for games 161 and 162, yeah. you just so, have to sit him. If, if, you're, if you're wondering whether they care or not, there, uh, there's yeah, your answer. He is, he's not in the lineup tonight. That's Jake what, Cronenworth is going to be playing shortstop. That's what Tower said today. Is I, I don't get the impression they care. Yeah. Paraphrasing. Here are your World Series splits at DraftKings, by the way. And again, this is over... You know, the entire arc of how long this market has been up. So, you know, we don't know exactly when the surges came, but let's just face it, the Dodgers had probably the most at the beginning. 18% of the total handle, total money in the pool at DraftKings to win the World Series is on the Dodgers. 
20%. One in every five tickets is on the Dodgers. Current odds, plus 340, right about where they were before the season started. Then it's the White Sox. Remember that, like how, how every year the White Sox are the the in vogue sexy team that everybody wants to, all the all the uh, bettors want to bet on? Well, the White Sox are 13% both handling bets at DraftKings. They're currently at plus 750 to win it all. And then the Jenkies, no surprise, the least coast bias. 11% of the handle, 13% of the total number of tickets on the Yankees are currently 12 to 1 to win it all. And everybody else, I mean, the Astros and Giants do have 10% each of the handle, but everything else is single digits. So, Cardinals 22 to 1, interesting. I mean, that's, that's still, that's still, I still think the Cardinals and the Giants represent value. The Yankees probably represent value at 12 to 1, too. You want to face that offense in the postseason? I can tell you one thing that I just am going to, extrapolate from what just happened in this Blue Jays and Yankees game with as important as that at bat was, mm-hmm. they must not have someone that is like their lockdown guy in right. the bullpen. Like they, they, they must not have anyone that they feel like they can count on no matter what when it comes down to it, because that out right there might end up being the most important out in this game. And they chose to stick with the guy that was already out there who had just thrown the wild pitch before, you know, the pitch before to get the guys. Um, Unless there was a, unless there was a limited bat, you know, um, facing a number of batters rule. That was, I guess we're not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're not paying attention as to remember the quirky rules of 2021. But this, I mean, to say that that, that might be the biggest hit against the blue Jays all season is not hyperbole because with the red Sox, Winning still? Let me just make sure of that. Uh, with the Red Sox up on the Orioles. Yeah, three to nothing. Three to nothing still as they go. You know, they're still in the bottom of the seventh, but mm-hmm. two down, runner on second. Red Sox win, Blue Jays lose. The Blue Jays are down two with four days left in the season. Four games left. And we don't have to explain what that's all about. So that could be huge. Five to five as they go to the bottom of the seventh. In Toronto. Now, if they you, win, totally different complexion. If you did want to go oppo of Kelly here um, for the Jays, this would be at Springer, Simeon, Guerrero coming up for, for the Jays here as we uh, yep. as we head to the, the bottom of the seventh here. So if you did want to go oppo on Kelly, which I might do for fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Spite bet. <laughs> which I might do for fun. Uh, it is it is the uh, the middle of the order there for them. What's the number on them? I don't have it in front of I got like minus 130-ish. It looks like. Yeah, it's, it's built in. They know exactly where that is in the lineup as they go to the bottom of the seventh there. Uh, okay, we'll come back. We'll talk uh, football and uh, get some thoughts on overrated, underrated thus far this season. Um, we'll, bring in, uh, we'll bring in the crew that comes in on after us. And so many nights in here, we'll be watching a football game, and we'll say at halftime, or we'll say as the third quarter begins, uh, we got to go, and we throw it over to the crew at Circa Nightcap, which is hosted every night by Tim Murray and Sean King. You remember Sean King from his days in the National Football League with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, he's got thoughts. He's a better. Likes the horses, Sean King does, by the way, gentlemen. I don't know if you know that. Oh, really? Enjoys the horses. But, of course, he knows football. We'll talk to Tim and Sean next about that. And we will monitor all the baseball games. You are in, Oppo Kelly? I will be after, you know. You will be after this. (laughs) Let's go. How do you feel about that, Kelly Bidlin? I don't care. I got plus 340. All right. We'll come back. Football. minus 130. Football with the nightcap next right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. 
Back on Primetime Action live from the majestic, and I do mean majestic, South Point Hotel. Tip of the strip, Skill, Matt, Kelly, uh, and through the power of technology, ladies and gentlemen, let's go, uh, let's go across town to Circa, downtown the Shangri-La that is Derek Stevens' Circa Hotel and Casino. And it is the two co-hosts of the Nightcap, which follows us each and every night here on the network. Tim Murray, Sean King, how are you gentlemen doing tonight? I'm doing great, Gil. Man, this is, uh, this is big time, Sean. We're getting asked to come on primetime action with Matt and Gil. This is yeah, like two locations at once. We're, I like this. We're moving on up in the world. <laughs> yeah, so let's just start with this. Let's start with a basic NFL question for the both of you, and both of you can answer this on your own. Biggest disappointment, biggest pleasant surprise of the young NFL season thus far? Well, I would say biggest surprise, uh, I would think the hometown team, the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, Derek Carr, I think right now, is a is a legitimate uh, candidate for MVP. Uh, you start the season with that comeback victory against the Baltimore Ravens, and then you follow that up with uh, the win at Pittsburgh. And, you know, here they sit at 3-0. and So, you know, you look at a preseason win total of seven guys to be at 3-0 and and be that close. Uh, you know, beating the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins aren't world beaters, but still, it's, those are solid teams to beat to start the season. So for me, Sean, I would say biggest surprise would be the hometown Vegas Raiders. Well, I look at it in the offseason. You make free agent moves, and what you hope is that it doesn't fail. So when it really succeeds, you know, I think everyone in the organization is happy. So putting that into context, I would say the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they took a real huge risk chipping off a solid starting quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater to bring in a guy that had talent but had not produced up until that point and Sam Darnold. And that's worked out unbelievably well for that football team. So if they can get back healthy with Christian McCaffrey, J.C. Horn can come back second half of the season. And this is a team, I think, that's thinking playoffs and potentially Super Bowl from an aspiration standpoint. So I don't think anyone had Carolina pegged as that kind of team before the season. Yeah, and as for disappointment, Gil, I, I don't know if I'd put Washington in there. I know oh, preseason eight and a half. Geez. I Look. Gil, I love the under, man. Uh, I was all over it. I'm a hometown guy, but I looked at that was an inflated price preseason. What was five and a half last year? Now they expect them to win three more games. So I would say to me, more disappointing has been Atlanta. I thought Arthur Smith was going to come in and with those weapons would really work out. Uh, so far, it's been incredibly disappointing. They're not getting Kyle Pitts nearly enough touches. So while Washington seems like the obvious to me, I'm I'm disappointed by what I've seen from Atlanta. I'm going to go with Kansas City, you know, because you look at the last quarter of last season, and they really struggled. Even though they were winning games, they weren't covering. I mean, they looked really pedestrian. They got fortunate against Cleveland in the playoffs, you know, when Mahomes got hurt to get that victory. And then they got blown out in the Super Bowl by Tampa. So all this offseason, we heard how the Chiefs were getting back to being the Chiefs. And, for them to be one and two through three games, a defense that's ranked 30th in total defense, 31st in rush defense, 31st in sacks. I mean, that that's abysmal because I don't think it's something that you can change. So I'm looking at Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs right now as the most disappointing for me. One of the markets we talk about here a lot is the MVP because it's just been so incredibly volatile so far in the short season. We've got Kyler Murray now as a favorite, but when you look at it, the odds are so incredibly jumbled. Murray at seven and a half. You got Mahomes at eight, Stafford at eight, Rogers at 10, Allen at 10, Brady at 10. So basically what they're telling us is there's no favorite. Nobody knows what's really going on here. So with all this kind of jumbled up right now, what do you, what do you guys think and what do you like for the MVP? Well, this is when you take your kid to the toy store and you ask them what they want. They say, I got that, that. 
<laughs> I mean, you pretty much can pick whichever quarterback you like the most because I think it's going to be a QB. But as far as which one is going to win, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with overall team success. I mean, Brady's having a great season. Uh, Stafford's having a great season. Derek Carr has kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, since the, the abysmal performance in week one, Josh Allen yeah. has gone back to what everybody expected him to do. You just saw what Aaron Rodgers did with under a minute in an island game with everyone watching. So I think it's going to be a quarterback. You had already mentioned Kyler Murray was having an unbelievable season. It's going to be a QB. So I say just pick the one that plays for the team that you like the most and, and hope it comes in. Well, I, I've talked about it the past couple of days, guys. I think Tom Brady's interesting. You know, the big game, island game rematch against new England this weekend. So I think 10 to one is intriguing price. Cause I thought last week at eight to one going into the game against the Rams was fascinating to me. They lose that game. So his odds drift back a little bit. So I think, you know, at 44 years old, if he's putting up that production, uh, if you want to take a flyer, I, I, w- I would not be opposed to Derek Carr. I, I know they got to keep winning, and they're in a tough neighborhood there, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are. But the way he's playing right now and how much they're relying on the on the passing game, at uh, 25 to 1, I feel like you could do a lot worse than Derek Carr. But realistically, I think Tom Brady's interesting. And I do think we talked to Joe Fan uh, the other day who, uh, you know, covered the NFC West for a long time. And, uh, you know, the Matthew Stafford narrative discussion of, you know, he gets out of Detroit. He gets to go be with, you know, wonder kid, uh, Sean McVay. He's throwing 57 times a game to Cooper cup. You know, I I think that's going to be an interesting one to play out. And if you, and to, to Sean's point, guys, if you like the Rams to win the NFC or, you know, have the best record in the NFC after the regular season, I think at eight to one, it's an, an intriguing play there on Stafford. So true about Cooper Cup, by the way. It's this, it's this epidemic in the NFL now where, where there's the one guy that's beating every Devontae Adams, how can you leave him open at the end of that game? Cooper Cup apparently is unstoppable. That's a new thing as well. Um, always a good receiver, but apparently just a uh, unstoppable receiver at this point. I want to ask you both this before we go. Uh, week four in the National Football League, are you both in Circa Millions and Survivor? Where did you guys stand on those two things? Well, I absolutely, I absolutely was in Survivor, but... Uh... <laughs> Unfortunately, I picked the one week the Eagles decided to look like a professional football team, and I took the Falcons. I said, who, who I said the Falcons, and, and you don't. Most disappointing <laughs> team. And in some kind of way, uh, I fell for the trap. I, I took the Steelers in week two with the Raiders flying cross country on a short week. You know everything all the the sharps say that you should look for in a game, and it didn't happen. So I'm out. You lasted so longer I am than I did. Hypothetically, still continuing. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, I lasted. Uh, I lasted one week. Yeah. Well. <laughs> So I'll strike yeah. the survivor question then, knowing <laughs> that. Um, what about your circa? What about your circa millions entries, or even beyond the entries? What is your favorite one or two picks in the NFL this week? Start with you, Sean. What do you got? I'd like Cincinnati Thursday night. You know, playing the Jaguars. I just think until Jacksonville proves that they can cover a number, you kind of have to bet against them. And, and I'm going to take the same approach with the Jets. You know, I just think there are a couple teams that are pretty bad right now. And they're not capable of covering anything under 14, 15 points. So I think minus seven and a half is a gift. Home team, standalone game, since he wants to make a great impression. And don't forget now, Zach Taylor knows that he has to win this year. There's an offensive coordinator in Carolina named Joe Brady who people can't wait to make the next head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. So on national TV, I think Zach's going to come through. I think they'll never take the foot off the gas. I like Cincinnati to win this one pretty comfortably. Yeah, for me, I think Carolina, uh, I love the the rest factor. You know, they played on Thursday night. 
Dallas played on Monday. Dallas looked phenomenal. So that's the last thing in our minds is how well Dallas played. They played up to their capabilities. They look like they are far and away the best team in the NFC East. And Carolina feels like you're getting a, a little bit on sale here. I understand J.C. Horn out, Christian McCaffrey out, huge losses for the Panthers. But getting four and a half, I think, is a, is an intriguing spot, especially knowing that, that extra little rest uh, that the Carolina Panthers have. And um, one game that I keep staring at, and this might be a hold-my-nose special. Uh-oh. I mean, nobody wants to bet the Chicago Bears after what they did last week. Now they're getting, th- they're laying three at home. I think this might, guys, get ultimately the two and a half, which will be a, a, a play because you're looking at, you know, Westgate and Circa uh, looking like it's a juice three for Detroit plus the three. So if we get the two and a half, I'm going to take Chicago here under a field goal uh, because everyone was all fired up to play Chicago last week. They laid an egg. The offensive game plan looked horrendous. I like a buy low spot maybe on the Chicago Bears here because let's be honest. I mean, come on. It's Detroit. They played well last week uh, against Baltimore. They should have won that pain. game. I, pain. I do. I do he like pain. He likes pain, fellas. He likes well, pain. Not yet. I'm, I'm telling him to stop betting waiting, on bad teams. I'm, I'm telling this every day. I'm waiting on the – if there's a two and a half, I'm going to go Chicago Bears. They got the same, the same head coach. And they still have the same, the same game plan. Yep, Tim, if you bet that game, you have to watch it. You realize that, right? You must watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. You guys are looking at my college card. There's some ugly ones out there always, but, you know, you got to do it. You he gotta, likes pain. You got to hold your nose and uh, anticipate some ugly ones. All right. What we can we expect on the nightcap tonight? Shenanigans? What else we got? Always shenanigans. We'll talk through some survivor options, which might be painful for you. Uh, apparently, my uh, my Brewers future looks great, guys, because punching <laughs> walls is a tremendous play for your setup, man. What are we doing? I don't know. We're just two guys at a bar Good having fun Lord talking Almighty. sports, fellas. And I'm just going to talk more about Wisconsin. <laughs> just got to speak that into existence. Wisconsin against Michigan. Timmy, alcohol is a very powerful drug. Very powerful drug. <laughs> it is. Devin Williams doing his thing. Thank you, gentlemen. Golly, we look forward. Man. We look forward to the nightcap tonight. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having us. All right, see you guys. Tim Murray, Sean King, dynamic duo, Circa, nightcap. Every night we toss to them because, you know, we're in the middle of a game and we're like, okay, well, that first half didn't go so well. Nightcap's got the rest of this. Yeah, like they they cover us up at the end where it's like, all right, we're out of here. See you. Like, have a good good night. And so, yeah, they they pick up the second half when we leave after the first. And they're kind of a good luck charm for us because then it goes our way, typically, after we're gone. Rest of country, there are a couple two and a halves already on the Bears out there. What do you think about that play? I can't back the Bears. Very poor form of me to then uh, talk about the guest's content afterwards. What did you think about that play? <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> I can't bet it. We'll come back. Maybe we'll even talk some uh, some Sanderson Farms champion. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, Kelly. Don't forget about Point Spread Weekly, by the way. Uh, we put this out, you know, coincidentally, weekly. It's in the title. But uh, this week's uh, piece. Featuring a whole bunch of good stuff from a whole bunch of VEASAN folks, including, uh, to, you know, breaking down Tom Brady's return to New England and his face-off with Bill Belichick. Matt Humans will focus on Lane Kiffin's showdown with Nick Saban this weekend. Brady Cannon evaluates the Week 4 contest plays. He's a former contest champ. And Adam Burke breaks down situational spots that have the maximum value. These stories and more are all, all rather, are in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. Download it today or go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for more information. That's VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. We're no longer tied in Toronto. Matt went and put the jinx on Kelly. Because I, I wanted, I wanted to go. I want, I wanted to go against you for funsies. And and Bobichet hits his second of the night, six to five. Blue Jays. Good times. Three outs away. Blue Jays still taking their hacks in the bottom of the eighth, though. Six to five lead over the Yankees. Blue Jays needed bad. Needed very, very bad. They've started in San Francisco. Uh, Giants, Diamondbacks, Giants with a two-game edge over the Dodgers with five remaining for the National League West title and the best record in baseball. The real thing, though, the booby prize, if you don't get the best record to win the National League West, you have a one-game playoff north of 100 wins. Talking about you, Dodgers, if you can't get to, uh, to the Giants. Again, if the two teams tied, they would play a... 163rd game at San Francisco. San Francisco got the best of the Dodgers, I think 10 to 9 in their season series. So the game would be in San Francisco. Don't hold me to the 10 to 9. I know it would be in San Francisco. Um, that's obviously huge here down the stretch. Well, um, looks like we might be at the end of the Philly season as well. Braves extend their lead to 5 to 2 in that one, still hitting here in the bottom of the seventh. And Gil, what you, you buried the lead in this Giants game, which is. Dimebacks are also playing for pride here. 
Oh, that's right. I they forgot. are now a game behind the Orioles, oh. who beat the Red Sox last night. Orioles are 51 and 106. We are still sitting, still sitting at 50 wins for the Diamondbacks. 50 and 107. This is a pride game tonight. You don't want to have the worst. You don't want to have the worst record in Major League Baseball. You think they know that? They know that. Giants got your pride. They got something for your pride. So I'm wondering just how, uh, you know. Just you think they know that, Kelly? How sad a fellow is going to be that he didn't post that prop for you. You know, It was a good prop. It was a good prop, wasn't it? I mean, it's coming right down to the, to the end. It was a good one. It was a good one. He had, had no interest in posting it. But, yeah, it was the a good idea. Is, when we always do that with uh, Chrissy or Vinny or Jimmy behind us here at the South Point, their response is always, here's the thing with these creative props, guys. People actually have to bet them. So if we don't anticipate that anybody's going to actually bet them, it sounds great, but, like, what's the point? So I wonder how many people would have actually bet that. I'm guessing at DraftKings a whole bunch of people would have. Because there's a there's a, a bigger pool, right? And yeah. Like, there's some people who well, maybe are, oh, by the way, it's legal to bet in Arizona right now. So maybe they wanted to bet on their True dad. Maybe they wanted to bet on their home team to not have the worst or to have. Maybe they're one of the fans that hate on their home team and wanted to bet on them to have the worst record in the Major League Baseball. This is a game. Again, the Giants nursing a 53-game lead over the uh, this is uh, They're sweating this. Yes. Nursing a 53-game lead. I don't think he can hit a 53-game home run right here. No. Diamondbacks so. <laughs> falling the furthest short of their season win total this year. The Giants exceeding theirs by the most. The Brewers 4 nothing over the Cardinals um, in the top of the seventh there in uh, in St. Louis. Cardinals only three hits so far through six innings. A game with no implications, but it would break the Cardinals' 17-game winning streak. Not that they may care. Not that they may care. Good thing your Pirates won last night because they're losing. I know. I mean, I mean, listen. They, they. Thank God, Matt got that sweat out of the way, Gil. It was been bothering him for weeks, all week long. We I was had to freaking go to that out game about that. all week long. I was freaking. I was not able to properly uh, go through the NFL games this week because I was really sweating Pirates win. <laughs> so I'm glad that they got that out of the way. And I think, um, well, I think the White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox are at five nothing. So I think they're going to put an end to me. By the way, Jays with a win tonight would go over their season win total for everybody as well. Oh, man. So the Jays would get home with the over. I, really I think it's a, that doesn't happen. It's a push right now. <laughs> really, what doesn't happen? Uh, there's a play from the oh wow. nice play, nice play for the Yankees in the field. Two down, but again a six-five lead for the Blue Jays. Two down, nobody on in the bottom of the eighth. Red Sox meanwhile beating Baltimore five to nothing. So the Orioles giving the Diamondbacks an opening. Matt is what you're there saying. There it is. And then again, uh, if you didn't join us two segments ago, uh, Padres and Dodgers later. Tonight, also the A's and the Mariners later night. Coin flip in that A's Mariners game, one ten on both sides. Dodgers big three dollar over three dollar favorites with Scherzer on the hill. And uh, if we were, if you're wondering whether the Padres care about trying to uh, mess with the Dodgers at all or mess with uh, Scherzer's chances of perhaps taking home the Cy Young, they they decided with a week left in the season to to give Fernando Tatisa a night off. You know? Yes. As I said, because he's you want to rest his old bone. Oh, never yeah. mind. He's super young. Uh, you want to. Yeah, never well, mind. Because you got yeah. big games this week. Oh, never <laughs> no, mind. no, never, never mind. mind. No, don't no, have not that either. either. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't care. Yeah, because your teammates really like you. No, no, that's no, not that's not, that's not Sorry. Right. Make no. it up to them. No, I guess no. not. Because you're in the MVP. Ra- no, you're not in that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kelly, apparently there's golf this week. We got golf, man. We got Sanderson golf. Farms Championship. Matt said he's 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 hasn't bet it yet. He hasn't bet it yet, so he's going to dig into that later. Yeah, Sanderson Farms Championship for Mississippi this week. Jackson, uh, Mississippi. That's right, Jackson, Mississippi, the country club of Jackson. Uh, but we got a par 72, 7400 yard course. 
Bermuda Greens, if you're looking at this one this week, this is kind of that silly season-type tournament. We've got a lot of the Corn Ferry guys that are now playing on the PGA Tour. Matt mentioned that. We were talking about it during the break. That is something that it makes this a little bit, these tournaments, these next few weeks, a little bit more more difficult to handicap with these guys coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour, trying to figure out, predict what their success is going to be right away on the PGA Tour. Having said that, though, we haven't seen a ton of these Corn Ferry guys come in over the past couple years and win. Uh, right away. As far as what this uh, course is looking at and what I looked at, it's a lot off the tee and a lot of putting. You're going to see smaller greens off the tees really mattered in this tournament the past few years with guys that have done well. Sergio won this last year. Sebastian Munoz, Cameron Champ are the last three winners of this tournament. Uh, I got four par fives. Three of them should be pretty easy, easy for these long guys to get up and down and two uh, and onto the green there, Matt. Um, and they were looking for looking for looking for hot putters uh, and with low scores. So it's a lot of what we've seen these past couple tournaments. Honestly, like we saw the mm-hmm. tournament at the the Fortnite, the Fortnite before uh, before Fortinet. the yeah the Fortnite Fortnite <laughs> uh, before the Ryder Cup, where we really saw you know the longer hitters and putting getting mm-hmm. it done. So whoever catches uh, you know hot with the putter is probably going to get it uh, done this week. Lighter bet tournament for myself. This is, I think you've got to take that approach with where we're at in the season. A lot of these guys, new faces on tour. And, we, and we're just, we, we've talked about this seemingly a lot, Matt, in the past couple months with these tournaments where you know they're going to score low. Put the hot putter is really what's going to make the difference. It's the hardest thing to handicap in golf. Putting is. So I, you, I, I always think if you're looking at a course or a tournament like that, you got to dial back how much you're betting on it. Um, as far as I did model this tournament, what I punched in uh, was really off the tee, off the tee driving distance, strokes gained, par fives were important, and then some of the putting stats like opportunities gained, um, and then some uh, pro- different proximity. I'll say guys that that popped up, popped up in the model, and you're not going to be surprised to hear this at all, Matt. Some of my normal guys: Charlie Hoffman's up there, Keegan Bradley's up there, Kevin Streelman's up there, uh, Will Zalatoris is up there. I'm not going to play Willie Z at that at that price though. Uh, that he is at this week. So what I did end up betting uh, outright saw Mito Pereira. This is a guy, a guy that honestly not a lot of information on him yeah. re- with with PGA Tour uh, recently. So he he wasn't popping in the models. All you I, need to know is he's like a top ten machine over the last eight tournaments. Three of his played. last four tournaments, he has yeah. finished top ten. In. Yeah. Uh, it, it, then mix miss cut at the Wyndham in between there. Uh, but then even go back to Corn Ferry earlier in this earlier in the season, he won. Twice in a matter of two weeks, the BMW charity and the Rex Hospital. Um, so though, that's Beto Pereira. I played him. So did a lot of other people out there, though. I did DraftKings splits earlier today. Seventeen percent of the wow. handle yeah. on Beto Pereira. Wow. He was he was he's he's one of the him and Poston. So it's funny. Like I guess I'm square. Or whatever. The, he were the those were the two that I was looking to play this week. <laughs> I saw were, this were, after I were, put my bets. Wait, but and, you, you still had to be shocked when you saw him oh, number one. To, to, I mean, yeah. man, I don't remember seeing a tournament this year where anybody was seventeen percent of the handle. I, we, I looked at these almost every the, tournament. The only strategy I'm going to really employ in this is I'm going to fade Sergio Garcia every chance I can find. So any head-to-head, any grouping, okay. and anything that I can do, because here's the deal. This is the courtesy show up because he won last year, but there is a lot that goes into the whole Ryder Cup, and that whole week is super, super stressful, and there's a lot of stuff that you have. There's a lot of things that you have to do outside of just being on the course. There's all these media things that you got to do, and all. and so... He showed up strictly because he won last year as a courtesy to this tournament. But if this was not, if this the Ryder Cup would have been in Europe, he he ain't flying back to come and play this tournament. Like yeah. he's out there just because he feels like he needs to be. He's a true professional. But 
his heart, head, physical ability, everything, I think is not going to be really in the ultimate letdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Just quickly bets that I did make. Uh, So I've got outrights on Pereira, Hoffman, Streelman, Matthew Wolf, and Trey Mullinax. This guy, 260 to 1, took a bomb on. Matthew Wolf, guy, this is a guy that's got the skill set T to green to get everything done here, Matt. I'm just hoping for a hot putting week from him. Top 20s on Hoffman and Streelman, and then a couple first round leader bets on Keegan, Hoffman, and Matthew Wolf. All right, Blue Jays two outs away from beating the Yankees 6-5. to five. Braves running away with it against the Phillies. We've done all we can do. The nightcap with Tim Murray and Sean King next from Circa. Enjoy from all of us at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.